1: Here we go, here we go
0: Here we go, here we go This is it This is Tough like Time Machine I am Andy Hotbody oh, Dawson Pow, pow, pow
1: I am Sam Nifty Delaney So what?
0: Ah, uh, it's the, uh, the Sir Alf Ramsey Odyssey Episode 3 uh, We're working our way through the, um, the Sir Alf Ramsey book Ah, oh, fuck, I should always have it in front of me So I remember what it's called It's just called Sir Ralph, isn't it? Mm. I think Sir Ralph,
1: book It's called Fuck You I'm Sir Alf Ramsey. <laughs> the Sir Alf Ramsey story.
0: Oh, what was it? Someone tweeted something last week and it was about Sir Alf Ramsey visiting Scotland one time. And um somebody uh, some of the Scottish FA welcomed him and he, they said welcome to Scotland Sir Alf and he just said to like fuck that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Scotland I shit it I've been to Greece now that's a proper country (laughs) sunshine
0: oh this is is it it was a reporter at Prestwick Airport 1968 welcome to Scotland you must be fucking joking (laughs) (laughs) get in there fuck you (laughs) but um yeah, the book is called Sir Ralph by uh, Leo McKinstry. We've barely touched the surface. I think we're just still in the, uh, the I can't, introduction I don't bit. Think
1: we've talked about it at all.
0: I think we've done about two paragraphs of the introduction. We're we're a little bit um, about his funeral. Um, oh, um, oh, I'll go that now. Fairly recently, late nineties, I think. Wow. I mean, you're asking the big questions here now, but yeah, this is this is part of the whole thing about him because he just kind of just got erased from the whole football scene. 1999 I mean, I he I I
1: shouldn't really say this, but I was thinking about it, and I was thinking that this is awful. I can't believe I'm saying this in a public forum, but was there? It it you know it <laughs> makes you, my 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 journalistic nose.
0: Yeah. My Sir John, the yeah, Sir John yeah, yeah.
1: Pigface in me, smells yeah. something dodgy. Yeah, There's yeah. A he went surrounding crack, didn't him. he?
0: Yeah. yeah. What was that all about then? Yeah. yeah. He kept his fucking nose it? down, didn't he? After that World yeah. Cup thing.
1: Anyone yeah. who keeps their fucking head down, they've, they've got something to hide. They've got skeletons in the cupboard. And I, oh, Sir John Pigface, we're going to dig them out. I'm going to snuffle that, them out. That, I love that trophy for skeletons.
0: That trophy he won is 66. That looks like that would easily fit up a rectum, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say it because there's no evidence at all for that. Not at but all, Not at all. If I was Sir John Pigface, that's probably what I would have thought yeah. because he was... you sort of think, well, he didn't do any club management apart from the consultancy in Greece, which we'll mm. get to.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and he, it was never on the bots I mean, you know, you would have thought yeah. During World Cups, fucking wheelchair foul.
0: But I like it because it, notoriously he wasn't a short, a sociable man. He was socially awkward. Um, I don't I think the there was. <laughs> I'm socially awkward. I don't think there was a great deal of money to be made from being a pundit back then. Probably compared to now. Uh, Not there like, wasn't,
1: you know, now the- where you can. It, 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 these days, he'd release his own cologne, probably, wouldn't he? It,
0: yeah. There wasn't all of the outlets for football coverage that there is now. You had match of the day. You had two live games on per season, FA Cup and the European Cup final. So there wasn't wall-to-wall football like there is now. If was I mean, right nowadays, now,
1: can you imagine Sir Ralph popping up on a league of their own with James Corden?
0: Very much so, yeah, definitely.
1: You're, you're obese, oh, <laughs> what is this... This com- this, this is an absolute mayhem. This is pandemonium, <laughs> and this is this is what passes for entertainment, is it? You bloody
0: whale! Do not children watch this? And you're using language like that. Does your mother know you do this?
1: <laughs> what an uh, an indignity! And you're paid. <laughs> you're paid, are you? From what I understand, it <laughs> you're paid a healthy sum. <laughs> No, that you just spend on the calorific food that you gorge yourself on.
0: <laughs> do you hate yourself, Corden? I expect you do. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, that, that just wasn't all of the outlets that that there is now. And also, yeah, he didn't. He didn't fucking want to do it, really, did he? I'm sure he did some stuff, but um, yeah, he was just. He just kind of. Um, what was it we've said before about Peter Purvis? He retired from... Uh, from public withdrew life. Withdrew from public life. Withdrew from public
1: life. Which, of that course, was, is That's their prerogative. Why do cynics, like me, have to <laughs> always read something into people just choosing to step out of the limelight, right? That is a choice. Not everyone is a fame monster. Not everyone needs... To be validated by the attention of strangers, right? Well, Some I mean, people yeah. require and want and desire a private, a quiet life. And whether you're Peter Purvis or your well fat sort of relative you know, secondary relative of mine, Gene Shrimpton. Uh, <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> what? Hang on. Secondary relative <laughs> of yours, Gene Shrimpton. Have we talked about listen, this before?
1: Listen, be, let's be careful what we say because actually, and I don't want you to get too starstruck by this, but Gene Shrimpton's son is a keen listener to this podcast.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Basically, my brother Dom, right? Yeah. Is his wife is the daughter of Chrissy Shrimpton, Chrissy right. Shrimpton, who I've just been in the Isle of Wight with. Right? She comes yeah. every year. Was. The '60s girl about town, model and muse, who dated first Steve Marriott and then, more famously, Mick Jagger. Yeah. Mick Jagger wrote various songs about Chrissy Shrimpton, including yeah. 19th Nervous Breakdown," right? Wow. Jean Shrimpton was her sister, so the Shrimpton sisters were a big deal yeah. in the '60s.
0: Beautiful so, sisters.
1: So my 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 brother's <laughs> mother-in-law is Chrissy Shrimpton. Her sister is All Jean right. Shrimpton. Through knowing that family, her son, I'm not going to name him, he might not feel comfortable, but he does listen. Um, and he is, uh, yeah, he's her son. But anyway, the reason she came into my head, although I'm <laughs> sure I did tell you once, but I might not have gone into this much detail. I think you might have done. That Chrissy once had a lock of Mick Jagger's hair. Yes. And, and, yes. and wanted to watch it off and yes. asked me to assist her with it. But I had to tell her, I said, look, Chrissy, <laughs> I love you to bits and I'm a fan of Jaggers. But you've, you've got the wrong end of the stick if you think I'm an expert auctioning in hair.
0: <laughs> Who can we get? Who can I get? Who can I turn to to help uh, me? Sam Delaney, you know. Monetise this lock of 60s rock legend hair. <laughs> she
1: was out for, I mean, what I didn't ask her. Because I couldn't bring myself to. Because I don't, obviously, the temptation, I see her every summer, right, in the Isle of Wight. She comes down the beach and sit. and the temptation is always very high for me to just ask her loads of questions about Steve Marriott and Mick Jagger.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I'm really interested in both of those people, particularly Marriott, actually. But, you know, this is I, I could fucking bore the tits off her just asking her questions all day. But I think she doesn't fucking need that do you know what I mean she doesn't need it does she so I avoid it and she doesn't seem that keen to like discuss it but then she the only time she brought Jagger up was when she called me up one day and more or less said the conversation more or less said Sam it's Chrissy Shrimpton I've got a locket of mixed hair and I want to auction it off for charity Uh, which was nice I mean she wasn't doing it for her own profit she obviously had it in her archives and thought well that's got to be worth something which it probably is but what yeah. I didn't ask her was, Chrissy. First things first. How did you come across this? Because yeah, I know you <laughs> dated him, but I I don't have lots of hair of all the people I dated years, decades ago. Like yeah. what well, I want to know the story. So you're sleeping next to Mick Jagger. You wake up earlier uh-huh. than him, perhaps. Perhaps he's having a line because he was out the night before doing a gig,
0: yeah.
1: a, con- a music concert Probably. gig. Yeah, and so he's tired because all that dancing Local. he does, he exhausts himself mm. doing all that yeah. the chicken routine. I'll have a lie in. I'm a lion because I was doing that monkey chicken all night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <stop. laughs> um, I've exhausted myself, and she's like, oh, "Look at him lying there, gorgeous." Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell, come- I might have a lock of that air <laughs> off him while he's, 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 he's sleeping that deep. I might be able to get a fucking locket of his hair. Well that might come in handy in later years.
0: Yeah. He had, why not? He had plenty of it. I reckon mm. he would have been alright if he if you'd asked. It might yeah, be taken forget
1: This is like the he was a hippie, you know, this was like the, yeah, exactly. the, the love era for of I was hair like, yeah, around. man I had my hair. Hair the yeah. all property is theft anyway. I don't yeah. own that hair. That hair, hair belongs to the cosmos.
0: Mm. mm I'm just it's, it's a temporary custodian. Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, so uh, reason I brought up. I hope I haven't been too indiscreet because these people are very nice people. Um Jean Shrimp, I've met a couple of times, but I don't know her really. But her, I know her son well, and she the reason I brought her up is that she is another example that sprung into my head of someone who just was very, very famous and just chose mm-hmm. to withdraw from public life. Why? Yeah. Because it's not natural but, to live yeah, in the glare fucking, of the, of public scrutiny, yeah. is it? It's exactly, not good why for not? you.
0: I mean, we're recording this the day after um, Sean Locke has tragically died. Mm. And there's fucking people going on about, oh, I didn't know he had cancer and all this sort of thing. It's none of your fucking business whether you had cancer or not.
1: Yeah.
0: Why, he didn't, he, to, why didn't anyone yeah. inform me? Well, he's famous. He should have told us all.
1: I mean, fuck off. He should have gone on the one video. show to announce it. Yeah. Or at I least mean, read people, an
0: Instagram video. Some people suffer from illness. Yeah, they do want to talk about it and because they, they maybe just want to... Publicise it. No, and they're, draw they're attention. Attention. I mean, you've
1: got COVID. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. That sounds like a playground insult, listeners. But in case you don't know, Can he really does have COVID. I'm not just Can doing it tell? like Ah, your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Andy. You've got COVID. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he really, as I speak to Andy Dawson right now, he has. He is riddled mm. with COVID nineteen. Now, I'm, I I wouldn't be at all surprised if your Good Morning Britons of this world, your news nights have been on to you. Hmm. You know, Britain's leading podcaster to say, Can you give us the exclusive? Or like the Sun. (laughs) They always do it with the Nolans when one of the Nolans gets cancer, (laughs) don't they? They always got one of the Nolans wearing a turban going,
0: Yeah. I've got. I think Colleen I've
1: got fucking cancer again. It's like her looking into the camera mournfully and it just goes, Loose Women's Colleen. That's right. I fucking got it again. It's
0: cancer again. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm as surprised as you are yes, cunts <laughs> you'll I mean, never believe what I've got turn to page 12 alright I'm not I mean, fucking buying yeah. that that's a scam to get me to buy the sun and I fucking know for a fact that it'll be cancer
0: I mean I could well have been doing a daily Instagram blog video hmm. blog of oh my, my God, struggle it's, it's 12. with Covid it, 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 yeah. it's, it's day 5 I'm feeling pretty rough <laughs> Day five, um, I've had uh, Tony's Chocolate Orange for lunch, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to watch the snooker between now and about 9 pm.
1: Uh, I tell you what, I'm well used to watching a lot of snooker, but I've never been this exhausted from watching it. It's taken it out of me.
0: I tell you what, man, it has been the absolute best week to have the COVID because the British mm. Open's been on afternoons and evenings on itv 4 and it's Brilliant. been fucking lovely. If I wasn't yeah. ill, I mean, I'm not even that ill to be honest. I'm only just sort of like under the weather a bit, but it's been uh, it's been delightful. What was I going to say? Yeah, it's none of your fucking business. What what someone's private life is if if, if they're in the public eye or not, it's fuck all to do with you. Fuck's sake. But, the public
1: um, eye is a tough thing. It's really tough. It's... it's I, mean, I, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not we saying increasingly that know experience. That
0: as, as our fame increases with the popularity yeah. of this podcast. We're now past 10,000 um, followers on Twitter, which is Fucking weird because the podcast only gets about 3,000 listeners. But um, there you go. A <laughs> lot of a lot of people just watching on. Voyeurs, yeah. I guess. Um, oh, yeah, there was something... Yeah, you are talking about selling the lock of hair. There's... A suit that belongs to David Boy or belonged to David Boy that mm. he wore in the video of Absolute Beginners in 1986 and yeah. it's on eBay and it's on there for a buy it now of 10 grand Yeah, and I keep looking at it and you think know you I'm buying a buy house it. soon I've got some money squirrelled away for a house deposit and sometimes late at night when I've had a drink yourself, got soon, some
1: money squirrelled away for, for David Bowie memorabilia
0: <laughs> well I mean this is the thing Fucking hell! There's times when I um when I've had a drink late into the night and I have a look at it on eBay and I go, "Oh, it's still there," and it's a lovely suit. It's a lovely cut suit as well. With the is tie, it a Lame
1: suit? Oh, no, no, it's not. Is it? i um, for some reason I'm no, thinking just, of a Martin just a, Fry it's, type suit. Like a, a brown, a
0: yeah. Brown scent, I remember what he um, looked
1: like. I, it's one of my probably not a trendy thing it's not the hipster choice but it's one of my favourite David Bowie songs Absolute Beginners
0: it completely is yeah I think a lot of people say that though and it was right in the middle of his his, let's call it dog shit period of the mid 80s yeah Yeah. he somehow pulled that out from somewhere but he recorded that and he recorded Dancing in the Street with the aforementioned Mick Jagger in the same session in the same day he recorded Absolute Beginners and then Jagger turned up in the evening and uh, they knocked out Dancing in the Street
1: yeah, you ain't seen. A, uh, you know when me and you was having it off when we went through that phase. <laughs> I'm not being funny, but you haven't found any of my hair around your house, have you? I've got a, I've,
0: I've got a bit missing.
1: I'm a short. I'm a lock short. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I had my hair ordered by my hairdresser <laughs> be down
1: so soon and he said <laughs> I was a locket short.
0: <laughs> I'm just asking around. <laughs> Anyone
1: I've slept with, but it's so many people that it's going to take me bloody ages. <laughs>
0: I thought I'd start with the fellas, and then work my way through the women. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that suit's have for ten grand, and it's uh, it, it comes with a letter of authenticity, obviously. So you know, one day i like a. From get David enough. Bowie,
1: hi, yeah. I'm David Bowie, and this is to certify that this is the because suit I wore in Absolute Beginners. <laughs> All the best, DB.
0: <laughs> DP from heaven.
1: I hope you enjoy wearing it as much as I
0: did. <laughs> that deer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, it's it's probably worth a bit more than a lock of Mick Jagger's hair, although I don't know. I don't know how much a, a, a lock of Jagger's hair will go for. Any ideas? Don't know.
1: No, we never got to that stage because I was just really honest with her. I said, listen, I think this is a very noble idea, and if you've got the hair, then you might... It's no point it's sitting there sitting around mm. in a box or a small mm. bag. I don't know what what she kept it in. You might as well help that hair do some good in the world. Yeah. But, Chrissy, I'm flattered, but I'm not your man. I know nothing yeah. about the uh, hair. What would you call it? The, the hair, s- the high money the s- hair scene.
0: The secondary hair market. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean,
1: you, you, you might have have it I did, because I'm, I'm
0: as bald as a cunt. So if I
1: fucking <laughs> yeah. collected all there that had fallen out of my head over the years, I could have made a fortune. But I didn't. I wasn't thinking ahead, which tells you <laughs> everything you need to know.
0: You'd have to get it authenticated, wouldn't you? And I don't know if Jagger would would be prepared to do that. A DNA test would quite simply authenticate. Yeah, it's quite easy it? to
1: authenticate hair, easier than authenticating a suit in many ways. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Jalapeño. <laughs>
1: Jalapeno.
0: I suppose we should get back to talking about Alf Ramsey. Yeah. So he withdrew from public life anyway. He withdrew from public life. He did. Um, Yeah. And it it says, uh, he's always been an elusive figure, an enigma whose life story has remained shrouded in mystery. A private, shy man. He was never at ease with the limelight. And I mean, that's fair enough. It wasn't his job to be in the limelight. Fucking football managers or players didn't get media training or coaching like they do now back mm. then I mean I, I enjoy watching the big match revisited on ITV4 Um mm. and I watched a particularly fucking awkward interview with uh, a really young Kenny Sansom and Terry Venables the other day from 1977, I think it was. Kenny Sansom's just made his debut for Crystal Palace in the third division, Venables is the manager. And Sansom's just, like, lying back in his chair. He's in the big ma- big match studio with Brian Moore. He's lying right back in his chair like a like an awkward teenager at a school parents' yeah. evening. And he's yeah. just answering all the questions monosyllabically. He hasn't really got anything to say. He's embarrassed, he's nervous. And, Fine his job was to play football Alf Ramsey's job was to coach footballers and win matches it wasn't to fucking be on the telly or the radio or whatever so fucking fine
1: yeah yeah it's such a fucking stress for them all yeah you know like the idea that you you are able and you get asked about all shit all, all sorts of shit now like these guys are having to fucking you know disseminate and decipher fucking complex messages about the nature of racism in modern society, yeah?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's like, that's some pretty deep shit that's hard even for the most articulate and well-informed people to do. Footballers do that now.
0: England footballers are called
1: upon to do this shit, And you've got
0: elected politicians who can't handle stuff like that.
1: Fucking right. Like, they cannot. Some of the footballers, some of those England players are like astoundingly fucking eloquent and compelling in the way they speak about these things but yeah. it, it gives me a date thinking about it because it's all you can do to be <laughs> decent at one fucking thing imagine the amount yeah. of effort that goes in I'm reading um, with Len we're reading Marcus Rashford's book right
0: alright yeah
1: I can't remember what it's called something like You're the Best yeah it's a self-help book by Marcus Rashford
0: yeah yeah I've seen that. I was um, considering it for my me, me son but I think he's a bit old for it
1: probably a bit 13. old but I tell you what <laughs> I'm reading it with Len there's something in there for everyone Um, Because it's just a lot of it's about a lot of it's sort of self belief and overcoming adversity and all that sort of stuff. And it's, you know, it's really nicely done. But um, the amount of work that you have to put in to be an elite footballer is, Mm. I don't think football fans understand it. Like, Mm. you know, I've said this before, but footballers and coaches that I've spoken to over the years always say the same thing. And he says the same in his book. It's like, Listen talent is a fucking small part of it. They all say oh I know I could name you a dozen kids who are as good or better than me at football. Yeah. The only difference is the edge was me devoting 100% of my life to it.
0: Yeah. Because it's yeah. all
1: tiny margins beyond a certain level of ability it's tiny mm. margins and those tiny margins come from like just being fucking insanely Gruffed. committed. They mm. never go out. They've never had a beer. Mm. They've never had a puff on a fag They don't even have girlfriends for, during their teenagers because yeah. they're so devoted. All of this fucking shit is just graph, graph, graph. Now, to devote your life to anything, I, I can't, you know, I haven't devoted my life. I haven't devoted my life to anything, even anywhere anything near that. Do you know what I mean? Anything <laughs> at all. No way. No way have I applied myself, and most people haven't, right? But yeah. to be able to apply yourself to that but then also have time to fucking learn how to read, let alone how to read, (laughs) write, and talk with real fucking skill, is mind-blowing to be very good, very good at more than one
0: thing. Do you know what I mean? Fucking hell. I mean, it's the thing, like, footballers getting back to the big match revisited 1977 and all that. Players that were regarded as luxury players, like Stan Ball's Frank Worthington, they would not get within a fucking country mile of being professional footballers now because they, no. had, they had that skill. They had a box of tricks that they could do. yeah, they had brilliant ability, but no fucking graft. No, that, that sort of person whatsoever. now
1: wouldn't even make it into a fucking five-a-side team. Well, pug team, yeah. You'd all be like, fucking hell, that bloke's a cunt. All he does is step overs and nutmegs and then he walks <laughs> yeah. around for the rest of the game because yeah. even it trickles down, yeah. even at lower level football now, even down the park, you're expected to track back because people, yeah. lower level football, just basically playground football mimics what you see on the telly. And now you got people like fucking Cristiano Ronaldo, mm-hmm. more skillful than pretty much any football that's ever lived, but fucking runs harder too. Do you know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, Seraf Ramsey. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what was it? There was a, a mixture of guilt, disappointment, and anger that during his lifetime he wasn't accorded the recognition he deserved. Um, And uh, he was hardly treated well, it says, by the football establishment. And many in the FA regarded him with suspicion or contempt during his England period. But I imagine that was a two-way thing, because I imagine that Alf Ramsey probably regarded the FA with suspicion and contempt.
1: I regard you with nothing but suspicion and contempt. (laughs) And I make no secret of that.
0: (laughs) Stop suits. (laughs) <laughs> Were well, you ought to come to my door with a bucket and sponge and ask to clean my windows, I'd send you on your way. I'd send you packing. <laughs> You're not fit to touch my windows. Tap, tap, tap.
1: Tap, tap, tap. Who's that at my door? Hmm, some tinkers from the FA <laughs> saying that they would like to tar back my drive. <laughs> Mrs. Ramsey, um, fetch me my bucket of hot chip fat.
0: <laughs> I'll have you know that when my drive needs to be tarmacked, I'll do it myself. I'll take a fortnight off from my role at the FA and I'll back it myself with my bare hands.
1: Carefully, slowly, <laughs> diligently.
0: Methodically. <laughs> <laughs> the Alf Ramsey way. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, he was never given a winner's medal for the 1966 World Cup victory, something that rankled with him right up to the moment of his death.
1: Where's my I mean- fucking medal? <laughs> I'm the cunt who fucking managed this. I'm the cunt who picked the team. None of them would be if it wasn't for me. Where's my fucking medal, cunt? What
0: that? Uh, I mean, that that's fucking mind boggling. He could have asked for one, to be fair. He said the it. To, apparently,
1: I read that he said to the Queen on the day, because she was the one dishing him out, she said, he said, her, Where's my medal, cunt? And after that, he queered his pitch with the establishment
0: that was it the die had been cast <laughs> it was difficult. Yeah, after
1: that they it was... still gave him his knighthood but they were slightly yeah. standoffish with him they're fucking like you, you simply can't you, cannot, you can't call I know you can't call the queen a cunt I no, just won the fucking world cup what's she ever fucking done let's see her fucking let's see her turn fucking nobby stars into a world beat <laughs> Jesus Christ, if you can't call the cunt a queen on the day you've won the World Cup, then when can you call the queen a cunt?
0: They've given one to fucking George Cohen. What did he do? He just fucking ran up and down at right back. In like 120 minutes, anybody can play right back.
1: Jack Charlton, Jesus half brain Christ. dead. half brain dead, couldn't fucking barely move. Won a fucking World Cup. <laughs> why? Ralph Ramsey, that's why.
0: They've given some runners-up medals to the fucking Germans. Look at them, on British soil less than 20 years after the end of the war and they're giving them out medals where's
1: my fucking medal I wouldn't have minded but I went up those fucking steps as well like a prize <laughs> cunt I was up at the back <laughs> behind Bully I stuck my hand up waiting for the medal the Queen just looked at me like I was daft I, I said, felt like I was like a spare prick at a fucking wedding
0: <laughs> I shouted Cohen Cohen get back up here and give me your fucking medal it's better mix up with the numbers she must have dropped one of them down the bottom of the fucking stands or something it's I'll disappeared. have yours you i yours
1: he cried at that not for the first time Cohen was a blubber. you see well no. mummy's boy <laughs> kept wanting to go home between games said he missed I his said, mother's we are cooking
0: <laughs> we are home it's in bloody England <laughs>
1: stop blabbing, Cohen you idiot there's a wild cup to be won. Wore two pairs of pants too. In bed. And in the bath. (laughs) Had my suspicions right from the moment I discovered that fact about him. (laughs) Two pants Uh, Cohen.
0: (laughs) His peer was always pitifully low. Far worse than most first division managers of his time. Um, and when he was sacked in 1974, he was only given a meagre pension. And the last 25 years of his life was spent in a sad twilight existence. So he died in 99. So I mean, basically, yeah, 25 years after he got sacked. Can you from see the yourself job.
1: living in a sad twilight
0: existence? Oh, I don't it, like yeah. the sad
1: bit, but there's something about the phrase twilight existence that appeals to me.
0: I haven't got a problem with a twilight existence. No,
1: not, not right. All. It sounds good.
0: I'm starting to look. I mean, I've I've I've, I've started buying more um, vinyl and limited edition box sets and things like that over the last couple of years, and now I'm starting to think I'm just going to fucking sell them, sell everything, and just get by with a really, really small amount of possessions, like Jesus almost.
1: Well, that's maybe like it's the cover
0: talking. I don't know.
1: I said to, I've been saying to my wife for ages that I reckon we only need one pan, right? Yeah. Same same thing. We've been like, saying
0: this for ages. So I've been saying. I said Completely. we need one
1: fucking pan. I tell you why I say <laughs> it is that the pan that we keep, the the cupboards we keep the pans in, the corner cupboard, mm. it's got this yeah. sort of like special shelf that comes out, right? Yeah. But the amount of pans in it, there's it. We're a family of four, for fuck's sake. How could you yeah. possibly? And I lose my shits every time I'm putting the pans away or getting a pan out. There's a huge explosion of pans. Bang, crash, <laughs> wallop. Things falling everywhere, and I go. Yeah. Ah! And then I go, The pans! Why the, the fucking fucking have we got so many fucking pans? We don't need all these fucking pans. And I'm like, Surely, hey, one pan. We could live. We were, I, I only use, Me personally, I've got this, My favourite pan is a Jamie Oliver non-stick frying pan.
0: Frying pan, right, right.
1: It's about thirty second, 30 centimetre diameter, right? Maybe less than You can do everything that,
0: in that?
1: I can do fucking everything in that. I can even boil, It's deep enough for me to boil things in. If I, I was going to say,
0: do not need a wok? But this, this frying pan's obviously got some depth to it that you could use it yeah. as a, a wok And there's a more placement.
1: heated surface. A wok is not so good, I don't think, because you've only got that no. small round bit where the actual heat is penetrating. This is that's, evenly that's, dispensed yeah. heat.
0: It sounds like you've got your dream pan there because it's, it's a I've combination got, it's of a frying brown. pan and a wok.
1: I've had it for about three, four years and it, no, it hasn't lost any of its non-stickness. I can recommend mm. the Jamie Oliver brand to anyone. And I just think why have we got there's so many pans only it fucking does my head Mm. in and that's I just want to live a minimalist life
0: Mm. eventually there's got to be some kind of way of having one pan that can that can be adapted to do many different things
1: they call it it the singularity they call it singularity like the the, you know the futurologists at like Oxford University and stuff there is like quite a profound theory that one day all all men will live with just one pan.
0: Yeah, each, yeah.
1: not amongst all of
0: them. Yeah, that that You know, you remember Piltdown Man, which is that fella that they found in the mud, and they, oh, they yeah. recreated him, and he's like the that early cunt. fucking early early man. There's, that was a uh, classic. You,
1: that was a classic. All right, cunts, wasn't it well, when he turned yeah. up?
0: All right, Piltdown Man, yeah, I've been all all right, around in took Piltdown. You a fucking wild, didn't it? Been <laughs> having a lie down in Piltdown. For you cunts took
1: your time finding me. I been here since the dawn of fucking time, Dickens.
0: <laughs> so at the other end of the time scale, you've got future one pan man, who's yeah. kind of the other end from Piltdown Man, and that's what we're all gravitating towards, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one when pan. That, man that's culture.
1: like the apex that civilization has been working towards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean a lot of people say that we we're, we're heading towards a life of luxury communism where mm. the robots do all the work and um, the profits trickle down, and we all get a basic living allowance, so we mm. basically don't fucking work, and we get fifteen grand a year to just dick about with our one pan, and that all ties it together, doesn't it? that's 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 got to be the yeah aim. It's,
1: it is it will happen that, and that's why we'll fucking probably better. just have one pan because ah I, I, when I get my fifteen grand I intend to really like spend it quite shrewdly. There'll be some who just yeah. go out straight away and just spunk it all on yeah. I don't know coke or Star Wars figures. Yeah. But I'll make mine really stretch across a year, and part of that will be I'll sell off my other pans, and I'll just mm-hmm. live with my one pan.
0: I think you'll probably get your your one pan will be given to you. You'll get a kit of necessities that you need. You'll get your fifteen grand, but you'll also get stuff that is essentials for living. And your your one pan is going to be one of them things. I think. Yeah. And then it's up to you to do what you want to do with the rest of your money. Um, this has been Pan Futurology. On Top Flight Time Machine, we've touched upon the Sir Ralph Ramsey uh, autobiography and we'll be a back pan, with some a more. pan? A fucking
1: pan? What are you, an American? What do you need a fucking pan for? If you need to cook something, put it straight into the oven directly. <laughs> Leave it on gas mark 180 for 40 minutes. I guarantee you, anything can be prepared using that <laughs> method. I call it the Ramsey method. I learned it in Greece. <laughs>
0: That's it for this one We'll be back with more next week uh, ta bye Bye